Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Julie Dawn, who is the author of Empowered, Sexy, and Free, and creator of the Dare to Prosper Challenge, the largest women's prosperity meditation gathering online, attended by women in more than 50 countries. She specializes in helping women awaken their prosperity consciousness, embody their deepest truth, and reclaim personal freedom and creativity. An intuitive business coach and writer, she currently contributes to Entrepreneur Magazine, and she has written six best-selling self-published books. We have so much to talk about, so let's just jump right into this and welcome, Jolie. Thank you. Thank you, Summer, for having me. Absolutely. So before we jump into your professional journey, tell us a bit about where you grew up and maybe one lesson you learned that contributes to the person you are today. Mm. (laughs) I love this question because my childhood definitely shaped me in the way that I grew up. And I grew up in a very small mountain town on the far outskirts of San Diego. It's a farming town named Ramona, California. And my parents were city people that decided they wanted to raise their family on land. And so I grew up with a lot of land and fruit trees and sunshine. And this is the development of my inner wild woman, free, free to explore and play and be in nature. And I feel like that woman is with me today. I'm living on the island of Kauai and living here reminds me of my roots of being able to eat a fresh orange off the tree and have endless adventures in nature. Mm, Oh, that is so lovely. I love how that's developed for you and your journey has just taken you to incredible places. And now you're in Kauai, just learning and being and, and living each moment. So in the present, which I absolutely love. So I'm going to jump to my next question. So what is your why in relation to the work that you do with women? I know what it feels like to be in emotional pain. I know what it feels like to have debilitating anxiety and fear and insecurity and doubt. And I care so much about the rise of female energy and love and power on the planet. I feel like it's been something that's been so missed in leadership and the feminine essence, the feminine spirit and at whole at large. So what drives me is knowing what that feels like to be disempowered, to not feel free, to be so triggered on a daily basis in scarcity that I have tools. I've been on my own path. And I think it's really common when somebody experiences an awakening, a spiritual awakening, a prosperity awakening, a love awakening, that they want to share that thing with others. And I've always followed that within myself of that desire to share what I know and the how-to of what I know. I love that. And that is so important. The how to of what, you know, because many times I find that folks 
maybe don't know what that first step is to really kind of get into themselves and live a journey that they're passionate about. And those first steps and those how-tos are so important because many times they can give that insight or the enlightenment to somebody that just needs that to start their new journey. So thank you for that. Can you go deeper into what you mean by prosperity consciousness? Mm. To live in prosperity consciousness is to see the world through a lens of possibility. I feel we oftentimes are so programmed to see the world through the lens of not enough, not enough for me, not enough for the whole scarcity tends to be our way of being and the lens and the outlook that we look on life. And it's not fun to live in chronic scarcity and having to deny yourselves these things of this material world that you desire, places you want to go, things you want to experience, what you want to provide for your family. So the consciousness of prosperity is the inner game. It's the inner game of money. It's the way you believe you are worthy with money. It's the practices that you have to feel abundant in yourself, to be able to be in the receptivity of money, the generosity of money, and the free flowing energetic exchange of money. That is the consciousness of prosperity. It happens in the mind. Mm -hmm. It happens first in the mind as a way of thinking. It's something that you embody. And I really live for myself. And I teach this formula of be, do, have. It's first the being state, the being of prosperity. Can you feel yourself as worthy of having more than enough and not just barely your bills paid, barely your needs taken care of, but what if there truly was an abundance for you? That is the being state, which then informs the doing, the actions that you take, the way that you create money and prosperity in your life. And that informs the having. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a great formula. We all need those steps. (laughs) And from my perspective, I think it all starts, as you said, the being in the mind. Because having worked in the mental health field for so many years, I know that we're the ones who stand in the way of our success. We're the only ones who can really stand in the way of that dream life, that passion. So it starts with the mind, the mindset. And so I really love the way that you describe prosperity consciousness. So let's get on to your book. Your book, Empowered, Sexy, and Free, Discover Your Unique Brilliance and Dare to Be the Creatrix of Your Life, was just released. Please give us a quick peek inside your book and a couple of highlights. Oh, this book is really raw and irreverent, and it is rich in storytelling. And you may not look at me and think this blonde girl, this young blonde girl has had much of a story and it surprises people when they read this book of truly the, the trauma that I've experienced in this lifetime and the things that I've faced and the darkness that I've seen. And I believe in soul contracts. I believe that every person, important person placed in our life was divinely placed there for your soul to grow and to know who it was. And I chose very interesting parents. I was born into a family that very much struggled with addiction, mental health issues. My dad was a a veteran of the Vietnam War. And I also lost him to suicide when I was 20 years old. 
was 20 years old going into college in my rite of passage, becoming a woman and had so much family emergencies, constant. I was the girl that had constant family emergencies, whether it's moms in rehab again, or dad went missing or just, I mean, chaos, chaos that I lived in as a young woman. And I lost both of my parents in my twenties. Mm. Both parents did not want to be alive on the planet. And so it's a story of a woman who chose to live. It's my own journey of choosing to live and being the victory over my circumstances, having two role models that didn't choose to live, that didn't treat their bodies well, that were not financially responsible people were very too honestly, very reckless beings. I love them both to death. I'm so grateful that they were my parents. I wouldn't change it. And I had a lot of chaos around me. And so it's, how does a light being an empathic light being come into this world, experience a lot of heaviness and trauma and darkness and to not be the victim of my circumstances is very tempting to want to be like, poor me. I was so young when I didn't have parents. I was so young when I had to mature I was given so much of a burden of my parents' mental health and to transform that story of it's not poor me. It's the character that I've developed into. It's the maturity that I've had my entire life. It's the woman who's able to run an international organization and a nearly seven figure business and living the prosperity codes that I once only dreamed of. It's the story of the victory of your human spirit. And how great our human spirit is if we give ourselves a chance in bravery. And that we're not a victim to our stories. I, again, I know it can be so tempting to be like, why God? Why spirit? Why me? Why this life? Why these people that raised me? And it's an invitation to healing. It's an invitation to healing. And I, I track and I, I showcase my own spiritual journey and the things that I've learned. And it's a very heavy practical book on tools. What can you practice? What are actionable tools that you can practice to feel better, to retrain your nervous system to safety, to feel courage, to take action on your ideas and to be the creatrix of your life is to know and to trust I'm the one in power here. I get to have a say in how this goes and the creation of my life around me. And I get to step into the dimension and the realm of the miraculous on command because I am the creatrix of that. That is amazing. Gorgeous. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Now, my question to you, because you have put this book out there, it is raw. Do you think, Jolie, that you were born with this innate resiliency or was it learned or both because your energy is just incredible. Your focus in relation to, I am not a victim. I have power over my domain in my life and my journey. So tell me what are your thoughts about this innate or learned resiliency and the way that you view the world and life. Mm -hmm. Definitely a mix of both. I can track where I had been a naturally optimistic person. And I noticed that I was a bit more optimistic than my friends because I always enjoyed school. It was a chance for me to get out of my home. It was a chance for me to be in connection and 
I always did well in my schoolwork. And I wanted to tell my friends, like, isn't it amazing that we have the opportunity to be in high school and college that we get to have this? And I, I couldn't find shared reality around certain things that I desired to be optimistic about. So I did have a lot of natural lightness to my spirit. I did looking back and I was a very shy person, mm. often did not raise my hand in class, could not even imagine a career where I am speaking, had a lot of self-confidence issues. And honestly, I just didn't see a big version of myself. I didn't have a lot of self-confidence. So a lot of this confidence is trained me as a speaker, as a leader, being able to serve thousands of women a year is 100% a practiced skill and something that I chose to rise to. when I felt the calling of my Dharma, my purpose. I'm also highly practiced in prosperity and with my money. There were so many things that I just didn't understand and didn't know. And I didn't believe that I could be a high earning woman. And so that is so much of the belief system that I practiced over the years And I'm also very well practiced in my spiritual journey and in empowered, sexy and free. I talk about how I was on the path of repeating my lineage of addiction and numbing Mm. and not feeling my feelings and how I really scared myself in my early twenties with some medical crisis that shifted my story and turned it around. And so the power of choice along the way and choosing the character that I wanted to be and continuing to lean into my gifts is, is definitely chosen. And the woman I am now is not the predictable path that I would have accidentally stumbled into. So much of this being is, is a conscious choice of creation. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you answer that question in that it is both innate and learned in regards to your skills. Now, I always talk about this as well. Choice is an incredible superpower. So what you do with that opportunity of choice is up to you. It truly is. And so I love that you you talked about that and touched on that. So I'm going to go on to my next question, which is there are so many aspects to love about this book, but I want to point to chapter eight which you kind of touched on, I embraced my soul contracts where you said, I used to be folk confused when people referred to close relationships as reflections. As I began to understand soul contracts, I suddenly got it. These moments, meaningful and sometimes most painful relationships teach us by holding up mirror in them. We see our areas of greatest glory, and of our greatest need for growth. Those few sentences are so impacting. It is so true. Tell us more about soul contracts. I remember trying to wrap my head around this. I was like, what do people mean when they say that other people are reflections of us? And what is this concept of soul contracts? Are you telling me that this is the mother that I chose? Really? Really? I mean, I love her so much. I'm so grateful she was my mother, bless her heart. And I may have chosen somebody that was able to love me more. And I didn't experience emotional neglect. And and as I started to have my awakening in my early 20s, I got to see the bigger picture. It was almost as if somewhere from a third-party perspective or a bird's eye view, I could zoom out from this scene or this movie of my life. And I could see the characters and I could see the version of me 
I could see how she was being developed and how important every bit of her childhood was for her spiritual development. As far as I know, we can get existential for a moment. As far as I know what this whole human experience is, it's for soul growth. You have something to learn here and the whole plot is set up in your favor for you to come for the growth that you came for. And we're constantly growing and it takes a warrior, a a spiritual warrior and an absolute courageous being to be alive at this time in history. So for all of you listening, congratulations on just being here. The, The school, the academy of the human experience is not an easy one. And it truly takes a brave being to sign up to be here. And I got to have so much compassion for my mother and her trauma and get to see this is truly her best. She did her best to love me. And she's the exact being that I needed to have as my full-time life coach for the 18 first 18 years of my life to set me up for exactly the woman that I am. And everything that I went through with my father and his mental health journey and his eventual suicide was so important to my Dharma path. So important. It has informed so much of the legacy that I leave because so much of his death was around money in the 2008 economic collapse. Mm. And I saw money in a very different way. Mm -hmm. And it has driven me tremendously to alleviate the suffering of scarcity. Because when people live in chronic scarcity, it's not a fun existence to believe that you can't have what you want is is suffering. And I could see these soul contracts of like, all right, spirit. So mom was here for this particular reason. Ooh, she challenged me. Nobody could trigger (laughs) me like my mother. Nobody on earth could trigger me like my mother. Dad was here. Brother was here. My relationships were here. And through all these people, I got to see myself. I only get to know who I am as a daughter because I had a mother and a father. And I only get to see who I am as a partner because I have a beloved and I only get to see who I am as a friend. Do I show up as generous and loyal and caring through my friendships? And so we get to see ourselves through the people in our life. And it's a really interesting question of, do I like the person that I am? Do I like who I am as a daughter? Do I like the way that I show up with my mother? And I was on my spiritual journey for the last eight years of my mother's life and my ability to be present and loving and caring with her is an extraordinary feat of my own growth and the loving relationship we were able to have amidst so much of her mental health, depression, addiction, the last years of her life is, is a miracle and her leaving the planet with no, I have no regrets on how I showed up. I did not withhold from her. I did what was healthy for me. I created healthy boundaries where I needed to. And I really feel within every part of my soul, I gave so much love as a daughter and the respect that a mother deserves when she brings you into this world. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That is incredible. Now I get a better understanding because I had never heard of close relationships being called reflections. Now, there's a better understanding of what that means. And you've kind of laid that out. And it's just so incredible when you think about it, that these relationships are reflections of who we are, who we want to be. They are, as you said, the coaches that we needed to get us to where we are today. And I love how you talk about scarcity, scarcity of money. Yes, that 2008 collapse, economic collapse and and what that did to people and what you saw. And I go back to sometimes talking about money DNA 
And that's what we absorb. That's what we take on because of what we learned. So it's many times when you're looking at scarcity, especially financial scarcity, you want to look at that money DNA and see how that DNA, if that's becoming cyclical, or if you want to change that, that pattern of behavior. So So I love what you said here, what you've laid out, what this book entails, your own story, your challenges, your resiliency, all of it. You say in the book that we all have a legacy based on how we've lived and what we have done. What do you want your legacy to be? Mm, I feel the bigness of that question. And I feel the sacredness of that question. I feel the energetic imprint of my service, of my actions on the planet, having a ripple impact of awakening possibility. And if I can stand for something being possible for another person where they didn't think it was their courage, their ability to prosper, their ability to start a business or their creative project and to be the creatrix, the archetype of the creatrix is in the constant continual mode of creating, because if we're not creating, if we're not actively engaged in this life then we're dying, we're not here. We're not present. I I've seen what it looks like for people to not be alive, even though their human body is technically still breathing and the heart's beating. And so the desire for me to live a legacy is just the, it's, it's a simple one. It's the energetic imprint of a realm of possibility to awaken that possibility here on planet earth and that anybody has a chance to start new at any time in their life. If they believe that it's possible. Absolutely. Well, I love that. We have covered so much here, but I always like to end with this last question. If you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom today, what would they be? To the person who's listening to this, I hate to spoil the ending of your life and this season that you're in, but I've got to tell you, it all ends up being okay. Your life is more magical and extraordinary than you could even conceive. Our minds are limited, but our imaginations are endless and spend your time in imagination believing in the bigness of you, seeing the greatness of your future, seeing yourself prosper in every single way. And if you are carrying any anxiousness or fear in your body, please trust and know that this all works out. It all works out. You don't have to grip so tightly. Trust this process. Believe in you. When you're feeling like you've lost it a little bit, lost the energy, get back up as many times as it takes because we're all here in this human experience. You have got this. Your human spirit is vast and it is strong and it is available for you to call on whenever you need it. Mm, Thank you, Jolie, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you. You can connect with Jolie Dawn on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and at JolieDawn.com. And you can find her book on Amazon and at other retailers. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! 
Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.